being big and huge, or having great cardio. You got to pick one. How to weigh yourself. Yeah, you're not doing it right. And are you getting lightheaded during your workouts? Today on Body Performance. I'm Steve Tarano. Welcome to Body Performance, the podcast designed to help you reach your weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding goals. Hopefully, most of my listeners are back at the gym, working out, and being sore as shit. I am no different. It sucks monkey balls, but it's time to get back in shape, and being sore is part of it. So if you are sore, that means you're getting back in shape or you're getting in shape. So don't worry about it. Don't whine about it. Just work through it. I had some great questions last week, and I'm going to give you the answers. Dan says he was getting lightheaded, sick, or nauseous while doing cardio or when he was done doing cardio. And he was wondering why this was occurring. Now, Dan is getting in shape. He's got to lose some weight. And there are a couple reasons why this can happen to anybody, whether they're weightlifting or whether they're doing cardio or a combination of the two. Typically, when you get lightheaded, you end up getting nauseous. And this is basically because you don't have enough oxygen. It's sort of like hypoxia. If you've ever gone skiing and had altitude sickness, you sort of feel nauseous. It comes up on you and you're like, what the hell's going on? Then you feel like throwing up and it just does not leave you. If you've ever trained legs really hard and all of a sudden that nauseous feeling hits you and then you try to work through your leg routine or continue going and it just doesn't go away, that's because you end up being a little hypoxic. Your blood is rushing to those muscles, typically the big muscles like legs, to keep those muscles going, to feed them oxygen while you're exercising or working out. And this typically causes people to get nauseous. You've all seen football players throwing up on the field during practice, and this is because, again, of intense working out or you're out of shape and you're just not used to it. This will pass as you get in better and better shape. But one of the reasons you feel nauseous when working out or doing cardio is because a lot of blood is moved to the big muscles, primarily the legs, and it gives you that nauseous feeling because not a lot of that oxygen is going to the rest of your body, including your brain. Another reason why you might feel nauseous or lightheaded is because you're not hydrating well enough before or during your workout. When I work out, prior to me working out, I drink two cups of coffee. That is my pre-workout. I have a cup of coffee around 3, 3.30. I have a second cup around 4 o'clock, and then I'm working out by 5 o'clock. So I've consumed probably about 16 ounces of water. And when I work out, I don't really drink that much water because I've prehydrated myself with coffee. And yes, you can hydrate yourself with coffee, even though people think it's a diuretic. Water's a diuretic. You drink enough of that, you'll piss your brains out. Beer's a diuretic. You drink enough of that, you'll piss your brains out. Fluid in and of itself is a diuretic. If you want to get rid of fluids, drink fluids. But a lot of times, if you don't hydrate well enough you become, again, a little nauseous at the end of your workout or a little dizzy. Why is that? Here's an interesting fact that very few quote-unquote trainers know. When you sweat, where does that water come from? It comes from your bloodstream. So what happens is as you're sweating and perspiring, your blood begins to get a little thicker. It doesn't flow as well. 
Therefore, it doesn't pick up and deliver oxygen as well to your muscles and your brain. So that's what causes a little bit of the headache or the lightheadedness or the nausea. So in addition to, again, training really hard, training large muscle groups like the legs, if you're not hydrating well enough before, during, uh, or even after your workout, it'll make you lightheaded or sick. And then finally, running a little low on blood sugar. If you haven't eaten like for the entire day and you go try to hit it hard, that might make you a little nauseous or lightheaded as well because now you're running on fumes. The easiest way to do that is to have something 30 to 45 minutes before your workout. What would be a good thing to have? Piece of fruit. Why is that? Because it's got fructose, it's got sugar, it's got glucose. It's the energy you're going to be using while you're working out. Perfect stuff to have. It's a carbohydrate, and that's what you use when you're working out, when you're lifting. So those are three solutions to the lightheadedness or the nausea that you experience. And remember, as you get in better and better shape, that nausea or lightheadedness will not come on as quickly or as often or at all. I received a great question from one of my listeners, Brandon. He is an incredibly strong guy, trains hard five days a week, and the amount of weight he moves is unbelievable for a guy who weighs 190 or 200 pounds. And he wrote me this question, and it's going to be something that every guy is going to want to know. He says, Steve, I've been experimenting for a few years with doing cardio to lose weight and lifting weights to gain muscle and strength. It seems that when I try to lose weight... I ultimately lose a lot of stamina and strength when it comes to how intensely and frequently I can train. I remember you saying it's hard to be a marathoner while at the same time trying to be a bodybuilder. I'm continuing to lose weight, although it's slow, but I notice that I cannot go to any extremes or I start to feel it showing during my workouts. And by that, he means his performance is not quite up to par. He says, maybe it's just the way the body is when it comes to energy distribution and recovery. I'd love to get ripped and vacuum packed, but I really enjoy lifting heavy and doing a lot of exercises. What do you think? Brandon, you hit it right on the head. It's hard to be everything. If you ever noticed a bodybuilder, professional bodybuilders, they put on additional weight during the off season. This allows them to have additional calories to build additional muscles so they can have excessive muscular hypertrophy or muscular growth in addition to the supplements they're taking. But they put on additional body fat. Now, as they begin to lean down, they're going to lose muscles, okay? It's just the way it is. They're not as big as they were before, and they'd be a lot smaller if they weren't supplementing. That's how these guys are able to keep tremendous amounts of size while getting paper-thin skin, while getting minimal amounts of body fat. It's the anabolic steroids. Right or wrong, that's how they're able to do it. When guys are natural, and even when guys are taking steroids, as they diet down, they're going to lose a certain percentage of muscle as they're losing body fat. And this is why you want to eat a certain amount of carbohydrates as you're cutting your caloric intake. The carbohydrates are used as fuel, preserving the protein to help maintain muscle mass. Now, if you are in good shape, it's unavoidable. You cannot lose body fat without losing muscle. Again, if you are in great shape, not if you're just a couch potato who's trying to lose weight and put on muscle, that's a given. You can do that. But Brandon, you are in great shape like a lot of guys and a lot of women. So as you begin to diet down, you're going to sacrifice a certain amount of 
muscularity or muscles to get rid of those pounds of fat. Your question would be, well, Steve, how do I maintain my muscles even if I'm lifting heavy? How do I maintain my muscularity and the same size I have it at 220 while getting down to, let's say, 190? And here's the reason why it can't be done, and most people, including many personal trainers, don't seem to understand this. Let's look at it in the opposite direction. You're trying to gain muscularity and size, so you pick up your eating. Unfortunately, no engine is completely efficient. Even your car's engine, when it burns gasoline, it doesn't get all the energy that the gasoline has in it. This means that you're going to lose some energy through heat, through noise, through friction, things like that. When you consume calories, let's say you consume 500 calories, your body does not utilize all 500 of those calories. Some of them get passed through and excreted as waste. So I would say the body's probably about 60% efficient at using calories. This means that you have to eat larger and larger amounts of calories to get bigger and bigger and bigger. This means that while some of those calories are going to pass through you and be excreted as waste, some of those calories are going to be utilized to build muscle, but then the balance of those calories are going to be saved as body fat. That's why these guys as they get bigger and bigger and bigger, they don't get leaner and leaner and leaner because they have to eat more calories to synthesize more muscles so they can get bigger. But as they eat more calories, not all of those calories are utilized or removed from the body and they are stored as fat. As we go in the opposite direction, we're trying to cut back on the calories we're taking in because we have to create a calorie deficit so we begin to utilize or eat into our body fat. Great, no problem. But unfortunately, as you create that calorie deficit and you lose more and more fat cells, you're going to begin to sacrifice a certain amount of muscle because there isn't enough calories available to maintain that additional muscularity. And pretty soon, those additional calories that are needed that aren't around get sacrificed as muscle gets wasted or utilized to help feed the body and keep the body from wasting away. This is why people who are shipwrecked on rafts, after three months, they're picked up at sea. Yeah, they're thin. They're very thin, but they're not totally wasted or emaciated. After a year, yes, but after three months, no. This is because the body begins to catabolize the muscle in order to maintain itself. So the same thing kind of happens when you are dieting. So Brandon, you are not going to be able to lift the same amount of weight as you try to get down to 190 or 185 that you can lift at, let's say, 210. It's just not possible. You can have that vacuum-packed look, but you're going to sacrifice a certain amount of strength and muscularity. Not that you won't look muscular or very good, it's just you're not going to have the same type of size that you did at the heavier weight. And this is where anabolic steroids come in. This is how these guys can go from like 300 pounds down to 250 or 260 and look just as big, maybe not quite as huge, but they've got that tremendous vascularity, they've got tremendous muscularity uh, on a calorie deficit, and their skin which gets paper thin, which is assisted by anabolic steroids. And that's how they're able to do that. These guys are able to maintain their muscularity while on a severe calorie deficit 
because they're taking anabolic steroids. But as the average guy tries to do it, it's just not possible, unfortunately. I wish it was. I wish I could get by on, you know, crackers and water and still be big and strong, but you can't. So it's one of those delicate balances where you gotta have to figure out how big do I wanna be? How do I improve my cardio? How do I maintain my strength? Now, if you had endless amounts of time to eat additional calories and then do shitloads of cardio, yes, it would be possible to, again, eat those additional calories you need to maintain your size and strength and then do three hours of cardio to burn the additional 600 calories that are going to stick around and make you fat. But that's not realistic. We don't have that kind of time. We have jobs, we have lives, we have families. But if you had endless amounts of time, you could do cardio But that's just not realistic. You talk about energy utilization, and then you'd have to recover from that. You'd have to get enough sleep. It's just really not possible or plausible. Unfortunately, you got to figure out that happy medium or that balance of being strong and being as lean as you want to be or getting that much leaner by doing more cardio, dieting, or a combination of the two, and then sacrificing a little size. Or saying, you know, I'm happy with my cardio. I'm happy with my size and my strength. I might have a little bit of roll around my waist, but I prefer to be superhuman and incredibly strong. Unfortunately, that's the balance you have to weigh out. Now let's talk about weighing yourself. You're like, how hard could it be, Steve? But then again, you have people who are dieting and they're weighing themselves and they're like, I'm all over the board, Steve. I'm up, I'm down, I'm, I'm down one day, I'm up the next. What the hell is going on? Well, here's how you weigh yourself. You buy a digital scale at Bed Bath & Beyond or off Amazon for 20 bucks. You get up in the morning, you use the restroom, and you weigh yourself. That's your weight. That's how much you weigh. Not how much you weigh at the end of the day. Weigh yourself once you get up and use the restroom. And here's why. Throughout the day, you are consuming food and fluids. And you're sweating and you're breathing and you're doing all these things. That adds weight to your body weight. Food in and of itself has calories, but it has weight too. If you eat a 16-ounce steak, you're going to weigh one pound heavier. If you drink 16 ounces of water, you're going to weigh one pound more. If you pee out 16 ounces of fluids, you're going to be one pound lighter. This is what's happening all day long. So as you weigh yourself all day long because you just ate something or because you you took a pee or you walked around the block, your weight's going to be all over the place. So remember, food in and of itself has weight. If I gave you a handful of apples, oranges, and bananas, it would weigh a lot. If I put it in a bag, twisted it up, and hit you in the head with it, you'd be like, shit, goddamn, that hurt. If I put a piece of cake in in a bag and hit you in the face with it, you go, that's not too bad. But I fill that bag with a couple apples, a couple oranges, and some bananas, and I whack you in the face with it, it's going to hurt like shit. Because those foods, even though they're healthy, have weight to them. They've got a lot of fluids in them. And when you eat these foods, they add to the bottom line. They add to what you see on the scale. When I go to bed, I'm about 172. When I wake up and take a piss... I'm 170. Did I lose two pounds during the night? No, I didn't burn 7,000 calories while I was sleeping. But while I was sleeping, 
My metabolism was running. It was rolling. I was breathing off calories. I was exhaling because when you utilize calories, you create waste in the form of carbon dioxide and urine. In addition to that, feces. And then also you're generating a certain amount of sweat. Your body's radiating heat. So all this utilizes calories and creates waste. You get up in the morning, you take a pee or you use the bathroom, you jump on the scale and you're two pounds lighter because you've urinated out a bunch of fluids or you've crapped out a bunch of food and you've breathed off a lot of the calories, believe it or not, and you weigh a pound and a half or two pounds lighter in the morning. Now think about your nightly routine. You might eat dinner at six or seven o'clock at night and then the dishes are cleaned up and you're watching TV and it's time to have a snack and something to drink. Well, that dinner added additional weight to your total. And then the snack and the drinks you're having added additional weight to your total. And then you go to bed. And then you wake up the next morning and you do what I just said. You take a pee, might have a bowel movement, and then you weigh yourself. Now, if you are on a calorie-restricted diet, that is the number you should go with. Don't worry about what's happening during the day. Because remember, we lose weight, we lose pounds in the form of fat cells. Weight loss is happening at the cellular level. So it takes a lot of calories or a lot of fat cells over a long period of time before you actually see the results on the scale. So when you get up one morning, and I'm just going to pick some simple numbers, and you weigh 170. And then the next morning you get up and it says 169.7. And then you get up the next morning and it says 169.2. And then you get up the next morning and it says 169. You have lost a pound. Hooray. And then you do the exact same thing that you've been doing for the last couple days. You watch what you eat. You exercise consistently. You don't cheat. And then it goes 169 and then 168.8 and so on and so forth. And that's how weight loss occurs. That's how weight gain occurs as well. All those additional calories that you're gradually eating and not quite utilizing, they begin to accumulate. Again, as I've said, 100 extra calories a day is 10 pounds in a year. Three years, you're 30 pounds overweight. So it is imperative that you weigh yourself in the mornings after you take a pee or use the restroom, and that'll give you a good, accurate indication of what you weigh. Use that as your weight. Don't worry about how much you weigh at 10 o'clock, at 1 o'clock, at 3 in the afternoon, at 7, 7 p.m. Don't worry about that shit. Weigh yourself in the morning. That's a true, accurate indication of how much you weigh. Naturally, this is a topic that bothers so many people because the number on the scale is how you're measuring your progress. But you can also do it by how your clothes are fitting. My scale isn't changing much, but I've been lifting like a maniac, but my clothes are getting a little looser. That means you're sacrificing body fat and you're gaining muscle. What do I think about measuring yourself? I don't think that's an easy thing to do. It's kind of a pain in the ass. You might need some help. The best thing to do is determine how well your clothes are fitting. Are your pants getting a little looser? Are your shirts feeling a little tighter because you're getting a little more muscular? Uh, what does the scale say early in the mornings? And then after that, you got to be patient. You absolutely have to be patient. 
Trust me on this one. I'm the first guy who runs around the block and goes, hey, look, I, I just lost some weight. And then I have a glass of water and I'm back up to where I was before. Weight loss takes time. It's the slow, gradual utilization of a small amount of calories over a long period of time. It will happen. You just have to do it consistently. That's all. Be patient. Have faith. It'll happen. If you know somebody who has this problem, if who's worried about the scale, who seems to get disappointed, please pass along this podcast. It's critical that they understand they're not making any mistakes. They're doing the right things. They just have to do them long enough and not obsess too much about how much they weigh at 3 p.m. or 7 p.m. Because remember, food itself has weight. I'm Steve Tarano, and this is Body Performance.